0: So, Welcome, everybody, to the Therapists Deserve Abundance podcast and YouTube live training. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and the number one therapist business coach. Um, One of the things that I had told myself that I would do more of just because I had a lot of great feedback from everybody in the Dope Therapist community last year um, was that I was going to combine my audio podcast with sometimes doing some YouTube live training podcast because some people may learn better visually. Maybe they connect with me when they see me and my emotions and my hand gestures, maybe my emotions come out on screen. But nevertheless, um, whether you are listening on YouTube or the podcast, I want to express so much gratitude for your attendance today. And so today is a doozy, okay? Today, we will be talking about what $500,000 or we can say half of a million dollars in one year in annual revenue from one entity structure, meaning I have three, (laughs) what has that taught me in the year? And so if you are watching live, put a two in the comment box. If you're super excited for me to, I'm going to say you know, snatch off the bandaid and share with you what really goes on behind the scenes because on social media, because I, you know, I'm heavily into Instagram and, you know, in our Facebook groups, of course, you're part of the programs, but you know, with my clients, I'll share with them from time to time based on their questions or where they're stuck. Um, or maybe I really need to motivate them. So I'll say, Hey, like I've, I've been there and let me share with you how I was able to go from A to B, not A to Z, because people be trying to jump to Z. You know what I'm saying? But on social media, sometimes what tends to be portrayed more, especially in the coaching industry, is just, Oh, I live an abundant lifestyle. Oh, I manifested this. Oh, I got this. I make this much money. And I hope that that's not the perspective that you have for me because that means that you're not reading the the copy content under the picture because I have those long posts for a reason. Like it is a message inside of the message. And so I'm going to specifically talk today about three things that I am glad got delayed in terms of abundance, manifestation, money, and other areas. And so the three areas that I'm going to share with you today is um, in terms of delayed gratification that led me to be able to have a successful business over and over again are in three categories if we're thinking about like the life wheel or the biopsychosocial model, if you're a therapist, right? So I'm going to um, share with you from a personal perspective, financial perspective, and a just general business perspective, the things that I have learned, honestly, over the last 10 years that got me to the place that I am in the last five years. Okay. So how this came about is I do my morning meditation. I do my scripting. And my question today was, and I usually do it in a form of like prayer, talking to my higher power. So I asked God, how can I show up as a multimillionaire? Because my belief, let me just insert this in here. My belief is that you should be showing up as the person on your ultimate vision board already. Okay. That should be like a quote that you should just practice every day. Like, how can I show up As the person that is on my ultimate vision board, not my current one year vision board every single day, because you shouldn't have to have the tangible results in order to have the mindset of that person and to go through your day making decisions like that future person. So my question was, how can I show up as a multimillionaire today and what specifically can I teach my community? That was my question because I felt like the first part was super general and I'm like, I need to be more specific. So how can I show up online because I don't have any clients today, but I may be thinking about doing a YouTube video and podcast, but I want to have direction. So the answer came to me in two words, delayed gratification delayed gratification. And then I asked, well, what does that mean to me? And how did that help me? That was my question. And then I started scripting. So if you're watching live, you may see me looking a little down, not directly in the camera, because I have a lot of notes because I wanted to make sure that I don't leave anything out whatsoever. Okay. So let's go into personal. And so one of the big areas that I am very glad got delayed was childbirth in terms of birthing my first biological child because I have a blended family at the age of 38. Okay. And to my mom and my grandmother and the rest of my family members, because it was pretty normal to have a child at 20. Some of my friends had kids, before they were 20, they didn't look down upon me whatsoever because they saw that I was very driven academically and my mom and family did too, but it got to the point where of course they were like, okay, I'm tired of being a dog mom, meaning I had two dogs at the time. They're now passed away, but um, I had two dogs and my mom was like, when you give me like a real human, you know, as a grandchild, cause I'm her only child. So if you don't know a little bit about my background story, I did battle with some infertility I had to have two surgeries, or I'm going to say I chose to have two surgeries that were reconstructive. The first one was very post-surgical painful. It was actually very invasive and painful to actually go through the procedures that led up to actually the procedure. I'll just leave it at that. I have three full podcast episodes that talks about like what actually happened in terms of me even finding out two months before I got married. Um, that I had to have these surgeries, but nevertheless, I was 38 years old when I had my first son, um, at five months pregnant, I was placed on bed rest very unexpectedly where the doctor basically said, I don't care if you have a private practice. Cause I asked, like I sit down all day, can my husband drive me? And she said, no. No. And at first she said she, I wasn't on bed rest, but I'm like, it sounds like I'm on bed rest. If I can't drive, I can't have my husband drop me off at my private practice office. You're telling me my husband can't drop me off at the college that I'm teaching at in the middle of November, right before finals. And I can't even sit at my desk. That sounds like bed rest. And she was like, pretty much take it how you see it. And I'm like, oh. And so that was all unexpected. And at that time, I was running outside of teaching like that's a W-2 job. One hundred percent of my business was, the, you know, I was an entrepreneur. I was a business owner. And so when I look at being a mom, right, because you may be like, well, what does it have to do with $500,000? Be patient, okay, with me, is that I knew that I wanted to be a mom. And the reason why I'm talking about this one first, and I, I feel like this message is going to prick some people's heart, whether you're watching live, you're listening on the podcast, or you're watching later, is that, you know, I tend to get close to some of my community members or when I share personal stories, I start getting inboxes and I'm always amazed of just me even sharing that portion of my story. How many, especially women of color are dealing with infertility in silence, right? Because I didn't even share my story until I was um eight months pregnant on facebook live and then i got a lot of flooding dms from family friends and other people men and women saying they're happy that i shared my story because it seems taboo to even talk about this topic that you can't have a child or the doctor said you won't have a child or for me i had a situation where if i were to get pregnant there would be a 80 percent um miscarriage rate i had what's called ladies a septated uterus that's why i had to do um reconstructive surgery. Okay. So needless to say, I wanted a child. However, when I look back, I was very happy that what I wanted wasn't delivered in the timing that I thought I wanted it. Cause I started having baby fever fever. Let's be real. When I was in my doctoral program at 25 years old. Okay. Um, I also believe that everything happens for a reason, but in the season when I was actually living in it, I could not see it if that makes sense. I, as a woman, but as a professional woman at that time, I started to have self-doubt. I started to look at myself as not being able to bear a child. Like, what if this isn't meant for me? It's not fair. I was mildly depressed. You know, sometimes it may look like I'm majorly depressed, but I was able to get out the bed. So I would say I'm mild to moderate, you know, Um, you know, throughout like some years, probably about four to five years. And eventually I thought that I would not be able to become a mom. And so as a result of me battling distorted thinking and allowing myself to go down that path, I end up throwing myself into my work, right? And so at the time when I started my private practice, I was recently divorced. And so that added on to being in my thirties, having a doctorate degree, One, me knowing that my role, part of my role was also to be a wife, you know, that relationship just didn't work out is that I knew that I was destined to be a person's wife. I don't believe in just like dating random people. Okay. And so through those years, I recognized that what I gained out of it, that made me a better mother, wife, leader, coach, because all of our roles, you guys are intertwined. How you show up in your personal life, put a one in the comment box, if you would agree. The things that happen in your personal life are directly correlated with the outcome of what you see in your business in terms of your energy, your mindset, your health, and how much money you're able to make because if you can't focus on your business, you're going to have a really difficult if you can't focus on your personal life, you're going to have a really difficult time focusing on your business, especially if you start hiring people. Okay. So the outcome of that area that I wanted to share with you is that I adopted what's called the triple P effect. Like this is my own PPP, right? So I developed over the years, which is why I'm happy it was delayed is patience, preparation, and then having my degree in psychology. So all of those things, patience, preparation, and psychology definitely helped me become the person that I am today. So now as a mom of my first child, I am calm. I am patient. I mean, you know, kids can can poke you, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, if I would have had a child when I was 25, going through grad school, I don't know where my life would be at right now, right? Um. Also, throughout the last 10 years, I always wondered, why did I have a passion and love to serve boys? Well, hell, I'm in a house full of boys and or men. You know what I'm saying? At one point, it was like, in the beginning of the pandemic, it was like four testosterone people, two men and, and two to three kids at a time running them around my house. And here I am working with men probation officers and yeah, kids in jail, different caliber of kids. But at the same time, I had to grow a level of patience and empathy to be able in communication styles, even to talk to men and boys. Um, and I feel like that is what prepped me to also be a bonus mom to a boy and birth my own boy and then clearly have a husband, right? Um, my experience over these years also with my therapeutic skills, like I mentioned, helped me be a better bonus mom with patients. Because if you are in a blended family and it may come with a certain level of chaos and dysfunction, use your psychology degree. I know that sometimes we like to take off our hat, but hell, I kept mine on to a certain degree when I had to take a step back and do some coping skills, you know what I'm saying? Because if I firmly believe, and I tell my husband this all the time, it ain't no secret. I firmly believe that if I did not have my degree in psychology, I don't know if we'd be together. Let's be real because, you know, I really had to use my therapeutic skills even to help him understand what was happening with other people that were involved in our blended family. Okay. So I took my time to learn how to be a wife. Even better than what I was the first time because if you ever ended a relationship or you have been divorced, I don't believe that and I teach my clients to like don't just externalize the blame onto everybody else like, Always look at what could you have done better, even if you feel like you didn't do anything wrong. And I really did a four-year, hell, evaluation before I got into another relationship, which was actually my husband now, right? Like I didn't believe, like I said, like just getting boyfriends, you know, but that's just my preference. I also learned with patience how to be in my career and simultaneously, again, be a mother and a wife full time because there's no compartmentalization with those roles outside of coming into this office. Okay. So that was one of my aha moments in which I am glad that for me, childbirth was delayed because again, I don't even know if I would be sitting here talking to you on a podcast, on a YouTube channel, and having a coaching program. I may have just had a job, I don't know, and, and had a look like a side hustle working in some colleges. I probably would have been still doing those things, making very good money, but I would not have felt the level of freedom that I feel right now. Okay. So, the second area that clearly I want to focus on is financial income, revenue. Money, because that's probably why you showed up today, right? So let's talk about that. I had a six figure job. My county job was paying me with, you know, some hours in overtime over $130,000 with ease. That was excluding me having various streams of income, not just in mental health, with teaching at three colleges and so forth. So even though my job was able to give me six figures, I wanted freedom and a salary beyond six figures. That is a difference between the person who wants to stay at a 9 to 5 job, meaning they have a thermometer to have a cap on their income, and I didn't want that, okay? But at the time, when I had a job and I was just starting my business, I didn't have any systems, I didn't have a mentorship or a coach, and I was really lacking in abundant vision. I literally remember, and this is after I started my business actually, going to a conference in Florida, and she said, write down 101 goals. And me and my friend were sitting next to each other, and we stalled at like number 23, 24. And then she got on the stage, and we were like, well, how do we come up with the other ones? Like 80 plus goals, like we're stuck. And she straight up said, if you can't list out 101 goals by the end of today, you've stopped dreaming. That stuck to me to this day. Put a two in the comment box if that sticks with you. If you can't literally get off this podcast or YouTube right now and write down in one to two hours, 101 things that you want for yourself this year or in the next 10 years, that means that you have stopped dreaming in your life and that should be a red flag as to maybe why you're not making the amount of money that you want to make and or you're not seeing the growth in your career and or in your business that you want because you have stopped dreaming so that stuck with me. So, I started my journey in entrepreneurship all the way back in 2009. In terms of making it a business entity, I've always been a business owner like mindset type of person, right? But we're not going to get into that today. Um, I opened up our private practice back in 2012. So this year in July, I'll be celebrating my 10 year anniversary. I then turned around and opened up a group practice, all this unexpected. Well, solo practice was expected, but I just didn't have any system. Okay. Group practice was definitely unexpected. And I opened that at the, toward the end of 2013, beginning like formation wise, like with a psychological corporation in 2014. Now, I put out there all of my podcasts. I've made a lot of mistakes, but I no longer even say the word mistakes. i call it learning experiences. So because I was patient, you keep hearing that word come up and I hope you're writing that down or just take a jog in your memory. I need to be more patient. Because I was more patient and I waited Because I didn't get what I wanted initially. Like I may have wanted to leave my job sooner. I may have wanted to hire more therapists and be able to help them go full time and be in my group and have the freedom that they want while also working in my entity. Because I didn't get all those things that I wanted in a certain amount of time, looking back again, I was very happy because I would not have been able to experience all of those mistakes. And honestly, that would not make me the coach that I am today. Think about it. If you didn't go through past experiences, who would you be today? So sometimes we look at, you know, experiences or we call them mistakes or whatever as, oh, I wish I would not have went through that. Oh, I wish 2020 wouldn't have happened. I'm very grateful that 2020 would have happened. Am I saying I'm grateful for deaths? No. Am I saying I'm grateful that people were sick or still are getting sick? No, but I'm very grateful that at least in the mental health community, it woke up a lot of you even to recognize that some of y'all jobs were not dependable. Your salary was not enough to take on this inflation that's happening in our economy that has never happened Ever and could we predict it? No, but guess what? A lot of us were, well, not me, but a lot of people were sitting still and were very complacent before March of 2020. And then all of a sudden, when you realize in 2021 and 2022 that this thing is still here, if you didn't wake up back then, I hope that you woke now, right? So I chose to develop systems in my business because I wanted to have vacations. I wanted to have freedom. Um, I learned how to invest in coaching. Now, let me be clear. Even though I say mentorship, I call people my mentors after I am no longer coaching with them. I've invested over 100K in every one coach. I invest way more than 100K, but I've invested over like $350,000 in the last like five years in coaching and that excludes like travel and things like that. That's actually paying them for their services. But once I feel like I've graduated from their program or they know I've graduated from their program, then I consider them my mentor. But don't get it confused because I see people in my DM all the time saying, hey, you know, I'm just entering into business. Are you taking on any mentors? And I hate to say it, but no, because I've had some not cool experiences with also people not understanding what true mentorship is. Mentor to me is my college professor that I had in school. I don't sit there and I don't text her or call her once a week and I don't milk her for information. I was asking her, why did you go into this field? What is the outcome that you have outside of being a professor? Do you have any tips for me as it relates to Um, being the best person that I can be to become a clinical psychologist, but I'm not milking her for business ideas. And unfortunately in this era, a lot of therapists don't know the true definition of coaching and an investment. So they'd rather go to the cheap or the non-investment route. I hate to say cheap, but it is what it is because some people know they're being cheap. And then some people just are unaware of investment beyond their degree and licensure. But a lot of us should know At this point in the game, because of all these coaches that are out here these days, what investment is, but sometimes we don't understand that we need to invest to go to the next level. So I chose to invest in coaching, which are now people who are my mentors. I invested in time, getting to know people to build positive circles of influence. I also developed over time an increase in my confidence and I developed again, patience, for the quote, the best is yet to come, which means that every day I am planting seeds. Be patient, y'all. I am planting seeds even today to become the person that I'm gonna be tomorrow, next month, next year, 20 years from now, until I decide that I for real wanna retire because what is retirement now when you can create your own schedule, right? So just because I chose to build my business, coaching business, let's talk about one entity. My first year in 2019, I made about $27,000. I made about $12,000 from my first coaching program, but then I was having like honestly random workshops, selling random things, doing random streams of income under this entity. So I made a total of $27,000. But then in 2020, I woke up on another level because I was always woke, stay woke, right? And so I woke up and realized like, oh, Therapists really don't know what it really takes to be a business owner. And now you really got to rely on yourself and you got to work at your house. Ooh, there's work that needs to be done. So I increased my revenue by serving who I wanted to serve because in 2020, I also realized starting that March when everything went down and got paused that I don't want to serve everybody. I don't want to serve all business owners. I don't want to just serve millennials. I want to serve therapists. Right. So I also had to learn how to say no to opportunities that honestly still come to me, you know, from various people that I'm connected with. Okay. Because all they see is the outcome, but some people may not read the fine print that, like, I serve therapists. Okay. So from 2019 to 2020, within less than 12 months, because mind you, I didn't launch my first coaching program until July. So that $27,000 was earned in the, third and fourth quarter, which is pretty good considering that I had like one online course, meaning I invested in one on, actually two online courses. Okay. At that time. So I increased my revenue by 400 and like 30% or something like that in less than 12 months. That is a big deal. But guess what? I couldn't do that without systems. Guess what? What stream of income taught me my systems, my private practice, solo and group practice, right? But just because I had an increase in revenue, that does not mean that I stopped giving myself permission to like, I don't want to be complacent, which meant that I recognize that once you hit one level, there's always another one. Put a one in the comment box if you're listening live and that makes sense to you. When you'll, And you'll realize it, once you hit even that first income goal, you'll recognize like, oh, this feel good. Oh, but there's more though. I know that there's more in me And I know that there's more people maybe even to serve or I can give them more value. And because I'm serving people and I'm in alignment with my passion and what your higher power or my God put me on this earth to do, that means that he will also reward me for doing what I'm supposed to do every single day. Okay, so. I recognize over time without being complacent that I saw the shift in my mindset and the impact with specifically mental health professionals because I was walking and still is walking in alignment with my passion, what feels good to me, and I am financially rewarded for it. So as I continued beyond 2020, in 2021, I had an increase of 150% of my revenue still popping, right? And compared to 2020, this does not include just FYI, this $500,000 that I just told y'all about um, as the thumbnail or the topic today, that does not include direct mental health services. Even though, yes, I've decreased my caseload, I still make money when my clients call me, private pay or like one or two insurance panels, right? It does not include contract work that I do with collaborating with nonprofits or me being written into grants. It doesn't count love offerings or people paying me to go uh, speak for mental health. That isn't included in the 500K, which means that I'm showing you all the things that are possible beyond just the therapy room. Okay? Okay. So, so far I've talked about two things that I am grateful that have been delayed, which are having my first child at 38, which somebody will be like, oh my God, but we know these days if you're, if you have a career, 38 is like the new 25. Like if we got technology, I can have a baby at 50. Like it's good. Right. And I've talked about financial and income, meaning I'm glad that I did not get all of this damn money when I was 25, because if I can be real, I don't want to curse because I don't want them to bleep it out, but I would have been... I would have effed off that money. I would have had 5,000 Gucci bags. Let's be real. I was not all the way financially responsible when I was 25 years old. Why? Because people sat me down and just told me I need a good credit score and I need to save. They told me what the outcome needed to be. They didn't sit down and teach me how I'm supposed to do that. How am I supposed to not get into credit card debt? They didn't tell me how to get myself out of credit card debt. They just said, get out of debt. Or even my family, negative reinforcement, they paid off my debt three times. And it wasn't a lot. It was like $3,000 a year, $5,000 a year. But I was in undergrad college. And at one point, they said, when it went over $10,000, they were like, yeah, I'm not paying that. You got to pay that. And that's when I woke up like, oh, wait, y'all not going to pay that? So they were conditioning me to even, out of my awareness, get my stuff paid off and then i pay you later. That's not a good thing to be taught, but they weren't doing it ill-willed. They didn't know. They were just... They thought they were teaching me, but they weren't teaching me the how. So let's go into the biggest chunk of delayed gratification, which is the overall business stuff. Okay. So over the last 10 years, I've learned a lot a lot. And my clients ask me all the time, how do you keep doing these podcasts? How do you keep doing these live events? How do you just pop up on live and you just find something to talk about? And I'm like, "Listen, it's called long-term memory. Anything beyond 30 seconds that you learn or exposed to is in your long-term memory. You just got to go in there, episodic memory, psychology one because I'm a professor on that, and you just got to pull it out or maybe your memory will get triggered. But nevertheless, I've learned a lot on my own and with coaching about business and most specifically, what I did not know in business. Now see that right there, as therapists, because we think too much, that's the area that we really don't wanna talk about, like how much we don't know. And we really will sometimes rather focus on building a business only around things that we do know, put it to in a comment box if this hit different, right? You may only want to engage in parts of your business That you do know and that you feel like you're the expert in, and you don't wanna spend no time focusing on areas that you lack. And I'm letting you know right now, you can hustle your way to six figures all you want to, $100,000. You will not successfully sustain over six figures every single year. And I said over six figures, taking home over six figures, not gross, net, okay, (laughs) after expenses are paid. If you keep doing things by yourself because you just think that you can do it all by yourself, right? So I learned how to become my own first case study. Sometimes we don't want to become the client that typically we're sitting across from. I learned how to sit across from myself, okay? And that's why I love to journal because I'm really having conversations with God that in turn has a conversation with myself and tells me what to do. So I was okay with being what I call slapped in the face with financial loss, losing money because I wasn't tracking my money. I didn't know where it was coming from. Hence why I'm so hard on my students about that, right? I was slapped in the face with team losses. I lost team members because I wasn't like a mean business owner boss or anything like that, but I didn't know how to really onboard people and specifically More importantly, choose the right people for the right seat in my business. Therefore, I realized later they just weren't a good fit for me. They weren't bad people. They just weren't a good fit for my business structure. But I didn't know what I was hiring for in the beginning, right? I was also slapped with the fact that I needed to invest in myself from someone who is where I am, not currently where I am. Let me repeat that again. I had to learn how to invest in someone else and in someone else's proprietary system, that was where I want to go, not where I currently am. Okay. So let's talk about business. When I first started, it wasn't even a business. Okay. But clearly I was drawn to do this work. And the reason why I know I was drawn to do this work is clearly teaching. I'll get into that in a moment, but People were asking me to be my beta before I even knew what a beta was. And if you don't know what a beta is, it's basically the first time you're launching something to see if people want it, if they're going to get a transformation from it, and then they give you feedback. And if you if you like it and you want to keep doing it like an online course or coaching program or even your private practice or business, then you keep doing it. But if you don't want to do it anymore, thank God you only did the beta because now you can just stop, right? So people were asking to get into my brain and and pick my brain and figure out how was I able to leave a six-figure job? How was I able to leave and build my own empire with multi-six figures from solo practice streams of income, teaching, other streams of income outside of mental health, and the group practice all at the same time, okay? So I was able to obtain from people that I was working with at the time one-on-one feedback, and most importantly, I was very open to Receive right. Thank you, Ginger. Right, elite coaching. We go all the way deep, deep. Ooh, I can't wait to two weeks from now. Right, because we in in our mastermind. By the way, um, these are clinicians who are earning beyond six figures, and they're looking to scale their business, not just grow their business. They're beyond private practice, and so we really in a mastermind. Don't when we get together, we don't only talk about strategies. And to be honest, that's only about what twenty five percent of our conversations. The other seventy five percent is really talking about. How are you going to show up as the best version of you? What do you need to get off your plate? What do you need to get out of your way? Who needs to get out of your way in order for you to have the best business and best year ever, right? So at the end of the day, I was able to obtain one-on-one feedback from the people who were my beta and I was open to receive. And this is another thing that I recognize in terms of my journey. I started teaching at an early age at 25 and I didn't know at the time that I was being prepared to become a coach for therapists, So this is how I formulated it in my brain. And I was like, it's just crazy how things can start happening for you when you don't understand why you may want to say no, but then all of a sudden these forces make you say yes. And then you look back and you're like, oh my God, like I was destined to be here. I am in the spot that I'm supposed to be in, which is why I love what I do. So because I started teaching undergraduate students at 25, looking 18 and 19 years old, right? I ran excellent college courses, classes, structured lectures, but also, you know, I'm a big advocate of implementation over information. So we did a lot of activities with my college students and it ranged from high school, college classes, all the way up to doctoral programs and dissertation chairs. So I'm glad that where I am now did take 10 plus years. Let me say that again, because some of y'all trying to rush. I'm glad that I can say, It took me 10 years to learn all these things and implement them because please don't expect to go from A to Z, from January to December, because FYI, you're missing a whole lot of letters. A lot of therapists just want to know, how can I become a coach? How can I have an online course? I'm just going to do a webinar. Really? You just going to do a webinar? Let me know how that goes. Do you have an email system? Do you have a CRM? What is a CRM? You're not ready to do a webinar. You ready to throw something together. Okay, so don't mistake uh, movement for achievement. Let me just sum up with some points. Okay, don't mistake movement for achievement. Just because your schedule is busy, just because you're making money, just because you have 10K months, 15K months does not mean that your business is scalable. Your business is scalable when you can get to the point where you can take a vacation and your business can still run with a team or a system, okay? That is scalable. That is freedom. You don't have freedom when you have to keep your phone on when you're on vacation, when you have to take your laptop. I can literally, I choose to take my laptop with me, okay? But I don't have to, When I recently just went to Hawaii Alani, I literally took my laptop for two reasons. One reason because I had a hour and a half coaching call. Could I have postponed it? Yes. Did I want to? No. One of the main reasons why I didn't want to postpone it is not because of the topic, but really to show these therapists in that program that, damn it, you can pick up your laptop, get on a plane, and work from anywhere and everywhere. You don't believe me? Let me show you. My kid about to take a nap on the bed. My husband's sitting here doing my video capturing the moment of be doing my coaching call. My clients are living it up. We having a good time for 90 minutes, and then I leave and go about my business and go to a damn luau. Let's go, right? So what is true freedom? not being bound to your phone and your computer. So never mistake movement for achievement. I will check you on that real fast in a very loving way. You know what I'm saying? But second, in July, like I mentioned, I'm celebrating my 10 year anniversary for my private practice business. So don't get me wrong. The money is great. The money has been great over the last 10 years of my practice. But I also believe that if you want something, and you want it bad enough, I hope that at the end of the year or at the end of your stint or at the end of your launch that you actually have something to show for it. So for me, my showcasing is actually not the stuff that you see on my background. Even though I do do unboxing and unhauling of things that I manifested and me taking trips, I do put that out there. And I've learned how to be more comfortable putting it out there because I've recognized over the years that therapists... Honestly, want to see what's possible and then work backward. And I'm cool with that. But, okay, I focus on impact first. Let me say that again. Impact first. Impact for me is my social proof, aka testimonials, okay? So, If you think about it, if you've ever heard of a multi-leveling marketing company, MLM, some of y'all may think they're pyramid schemes, but good ones and real ones, they actually will tell you that you can never promote until your people promote, right? So why am I bringing that up? I've created my own MLM. If my elite coaching students don't win, I don't win. If they don't surpass their goals, I don't win. If my DTA students don't have a profitable practice, I don't win. If they don't make six figures, I don't make $7 And you may be wondering, how are those tied in? I get excited when they get excited when they win. That actually makes me show up a whole lot harder. When they're not winning, I get pissed. They can tell you in a chat box, I will come after their ASS in a Facebook, and I did it twice last year, to my elite coaching students in DTA. I came after them and I said, oh... This is a bonus in elite coaching that y'all got and you ain't doing it. So guess what? I'm stripping that shit for 2022. I'm stripping it. And they know what it was. They know what it is, right? And I wasn't bringing it back because I was doing that for every month. And granted, we had a few people show up, but I'm not about to put my time, energy, and extra money into another system and we ain't showing up for it. The hell to the null, I'm not right? I'm teaching them how to scale their time. Hell, I ain't scaling mine, right? With DTA, same thing. If you tell me you're not getting the results for your private practice, I ain't seeing you on a coaching call. I don't care if you are an alumni. Show your ass up, schedule for the call or watch the recording and do the workbook again. So if I ever have students that tell me they're not getting the outcome, the first thing I do is log into that portal. Oh, boo. Oh, sis. I don't say that, but that's the conversation I be having in my head though. It's like, oh, sis, you ain't, you ain't logged in though. No, it's August. And you ain't logged in since January. And you wondering why you ain't winning in your business? Matter of fact, the last status that you had was you only did the orientation in Kajabi. We didn't have six damn modules and 50,000 coaching calls. And you asking me why you ain't growing in your business? This program ain't working for you? No, you ain't working for you. You invested in that program. Invest your time, show up, be the best version of you, and you will get results. It is called laws of attraction. The reason why I am able to manifest half of a million dollars in one entity structure out of three in my business, and the best is still yet to come, is because every day I am showing up as the best version of me. And granted, I got bad days. I got down days, but I do not allow a situation to toxify. I just made that word up. It does not toxify my entire ecosystem. When we were having blended family problems on a personal level, even when I was pregnant, I told my husband, hey, you better go outside and talk on the phone. When I get pissed, I'll be like, bro, Like, go outside. I don't want that toxicity so anxiety can get in my soul and my son can come out anxious. No, I'm good because that shit is real. Go outside. I don't even want to hear the conversation. I don't want to hear the post-conversation, right? I set boundaries even in my household because I don't want to hear it. If I'm engaging with a friend and all they doing is pulling, pulling, pulling and complaining, look, sis. Fix the shit or don't tell me this shit no more. And if they keep telling me, I'll just not talk to them, not check in with them or not listen to messages or not respond. It is good. I have that choice because I create my freedom. So at the end of the day, if I'm not doing my job for my clients, then they can't do their job. They can't deliver because I'm not delivering. Right. But also, let me be very clear. As my client, if you are in my programs, whichever one they are, you showing up to a live event. Let's be clear. You need to show up and ask questions. You need to show up and be the best version of you. You need to show up and do the work. If you can't be all those three people and you ain't joining of my programs, don't join them. If you can't apply what I'm going to give you at these live events that are sold out, don't come. You ain't getting no refund, but don't come, right? And I'm not saying that I talk like this to my clients. They know I don't talk like this, but there have been a few times, not on a Zoom coaching call, but just more so me just you know, expressing my thoughts and feelings in a Facebook group is that I will say, big announcement, I didn't even schedule it, I'm about to go live, I need y'all to get y'all shit together and show up because at the end of the day, I have the best interest for them and kind of like a parent. Like, to me, what hurts worse is not your parents saying they mad at you, but your parents saying they're disappointed in you. That hurts worse. So when I tell my clients in so many words, I've given you this stuff on a platter and you mean to tell me you ain't did it or even asked clarifying questions to do it or you ain't showing up to the Facebook group to get feedback from the community because I'm not the only damn coach in my programs. I attract people who gel well together circles of influence. I manifest people to go on my programs who can collaborate with one another, no toxicity allowed and they can win. I have never, ever, ever, had to kick anybody out of any of my online communities. Hell, I'm winning just with that. You know what I'm saying? We we don't tolerate any bullshit. So as a recap, I've shared with you personal childbirth, financial income, and business setbacks that really prepared me with patience to be able to manifest over a half of a million dollars just from one entity structure in my business. But please note, it was not an overnight success. Okay. So at the end of the day, I'm very glad that all of these things delayed where I am now, because I know that I would not have been able to handle it. Right. And what do we say in spirituality? He will not put on more than you can bear facts. And sometimes we don't believe it because we want that other thing. But when you actually get to that other thing, and then you look back, you probably be like, Oh Lord, Jesus, thank you for not giving me that back then, because I would have messed it up and I wouldn't have been able to utilize it right now. Right. So I believe that all of these years of preparation, all my P's, preparations, patience and positioning, it has positioned me to be more profitable in my business and and accumulate not just tangible wealth, but also a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of great community members in the dope therapist community, a wealth of great team members, a wealth in my household. It goes across all levels. Right. But again, that was me recapping my experience. So let me ask you, where? You, let me tell you first, where you start is not where you end. I want you to write that down. Where you start is not where you end, because some of y'all are just so stuck in what's happening right now or what's not happening right now that you actually want to throw in a towel. Okay? So where you start is not where you end. And I really hope that you can take something from this video. So let me go over to the comment box. But as I'm doing that, what I really hope that everybody will do, because I really want to show up and do more of these, where it's not specifically to private practice, but sometimes it's just maybe a kick in your booty, right? That some of y'all need to get, even if it's in the morning, evening or midday, it don't matter, right? I am trying to reach, my goal, first goal, is a thousand subscribers on YouTube, right? And the reason why... I want that is because I'm also, if I'm talking about scaling my time, I'm taking out like a few hours a week to create content. And I don't know if you guys knew, when you host a podcast, when you do a YouTube channel, you are your sponsor. I don't have anybody paying me to pay the people who edit my videos. (laughs) I don't have anybody paying me to pay someone else to edit my show notes, to send my emails out. I invest back into my team to do that. But one of the reasons also why I want to get to a certain amount of subscribers is that I want to be able to put out there because it will push you more out there with an algorithm that, oh, there is somebody doing something that I need to hear, right? So I want to hit 1,000 subscribers, not to say I have 1,000 subscribers, but to reach a level in specifically the YouTube platform where my information can be pushed out. Because remember, my mission is impact. Impact, okay? Okay. So let me go over to the comment box, right? So we have Ginger saying Dr. TK is where I want to go. Love it. Elite coaching. We have um, Heartfelt, Yes Alignment. Ginger was there when I went off in the group Uh Deshay, you and DTA. Now and you've been rocking with me since don't there for sure. If you feel me, you ready to go above and beyond. I have my clients in here saying y'all ready to win. Okay. Um, and I'm going to broadcast this one. Um, heartfelt counseling. I felt that Dr. TK, sometimes we need that push. Um, you are the coach. Come on through, right? Toxify. Y'all like that word. We don't want no toxification in our system, right? In collaboration and celebration. I want to leave that on the board, collaboration and celebration. I love it. All right. So do me a favor, subscribe, do me an extra favor. If you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, share however you're listening or watching this with two to three therapist friends or more. If you feel heartfelt, go through the YouTube videos, go through the podcast episodes, see what your friends, your therapist friends are struggling with because you may not have the answer. But what you can do is just say, hey, yo, check this episode out. Watch this training. Watch this video. Or better yet, big surprise. Y'all, the second group that I've told, I've told my inner circle, which are people who are on my email list, but I've also decided to bring the three-day bootcamp back. So what is the three-day bootcamp? Okay. The three-day bootcamp is for those who want a profitable private practice, but we want to go deeper than just a one-hour webinar. So we will still do the assessment of your mental health business, but we will also go deep into becoming the person that you're meant to be in 2022. And then we'll also talk about wealth accumulation and money and really how you look at how you should be showing up to track your money. And I'm going to give you some bonuses. Okay. So if you're already part of DTA, you can still show up and have a good time and show some love, whether you're an alumni or you're new to DTA, it's free. It is free. It's at the end of this month. We got two and a half weeks to prepare for it, okay? But back by popular demand, a lot of therapists were saying, you're not gonna do that uh, three-day thing no more? Like, I just see you doing these one-hour live trainings, but you're not gonna do the the three thing? Because the three thing was lit Because we are in a Facebook group and the only people who can get access to it, like the videos, is if you're inside the Facebook group. So let me give a disclaimer. If you were part of our group last year, then we're not broadcasting this on my general Facebook page. We did that last time and then we removed them later. You have to be in the Facebook group to be a part of it. So if you're on my email list, you received an email from me last night. Or you can go to the link drtk.com forward slash links. If you're on Instagram, just click the link in my Instagram. I already published the link yesterday. But if you're on my email list, just click the link that I sent out yesterday morning. So put a one in the comment box if you're watching live and you've enjoyed this live podcast training today, or give me some thumbs up. Okay. Now again, I'm asking, please make sure that you subscribe. And if you're watching this later, comment because engagement also helps other therapists find these videos. It works very similar to Instagram, but YouTube is actually an SEO. So get this. If you were online searching for how to increase my money in a private practice, and I've done a lot of videos on YouTube, guess who's going to show up on Google my YouTube video. And that's what I mean by impact is that I wanted to go beyond this platform and be able to show up everywhere because I don't want no therapist being left out. Like no therapist left behind. That's what I'm going to start saying for 2022. No therapist left behind. (laughs) All right. So I love y'all. I've enjoyed you. If you're on the podcast, I've enjoyed you. Let me know what was your biggest takeaway. If you're on the podcast, leave me five stars and leave me a comment and let me know how you've enjoyed this episode. We will make sure to, of course, blast this three-day bootcamp on Instagram starting tomorrow, but you are all ready um, to sign up. And if you're listening on the podcast, the link is in the show notes. So I will see y'all soon. I'll make sure I'm starting to create a schedule for my YouTube lives and podcasts. So I'll give y'all sometimes more than a day's notice, but sometimes even if y'all do, y'all forget. So I got to remind you anyway, but nevertheless, stay tuned. I got some good things coming and people have already submitted some podcasts questions. So my next one, I'm going to start going into some more of those podcast questions. All right. Love y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.